I mean, like, I don't even know anymore, right? It started out that we was going to do one day, and then it turned to two days, and then we get straight. It's the kickoff for the season. It's 9-11, right? New York Giants on. I mean, walked out with Pete Davidson on his neck on 9-11, and we got to drop straight on Sunday. That goes well. So we caught up with the Atlanta Falcons, and we're going to drop another show today. Man, I've been wanting to do a football show. I've been wanting to give us an opportunity to talk about what's going on in the season. And, like, this is what we did, right? Yeah, we're, we're, we're podcasters, or we do a show because, I mean, anybody could podcast. Not everybody can pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now you think about where this season is, right? It's, it's in week one. But when you look back on what we saw from week one, now headed in to week two, what are some of those things you look at and say, okay, this is a pivotal moment that could change a game or maybe change a season champ? The thing that surprised me was KC because it was a lot of bad football last week. Mm -hmm. A lot of low scores, the 17-16s and the 20-21s, and that's not where football is right now. I had to get away from that, fellas. I was that defensive guy. The 2000, you know, uh, the Bucks and the uh, 2 Ravens and all those, you know, those defensive teams. I love that. That's not where football is going. you got to get up to, you know, high 20s, low 30s to even think about really competing. And what KC did, losing Tyreek. And still going out there and going crazy, putting 40-plus on the board, like, that was impressive to me. I love Andy Reid, but they didn't win it last year. They're always competing. But I loved what I saw out of Kansas City Chiefs. And moving forward in the, in the season, I think they, they, they got that thing this year. Everything that Kansas City did was about team, though, mm-hmm. right? During the offseason, it was Tyreek this, Tyreek that. How does Patrick Mahomes rebound from not having his number one target? And it was Juju, Valdez, Scantling, McCole Hardman. Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And I think we're going to see that as the season continues. And I know you love team and you love those type of those type of games, Freddie T. But for you, what was the pivotal moment that you saw from week one? You know, um, I, I just want to echo what Channing said. And you actually tweeted something. You said, I'm not paying $245 million to kick a field goal. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what Andy Reid said? I ain't giving my guy $400 million and, 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 and worry about somebody that left. I'm going to get a ball to the man who's supposed to have the ball. But I think what uh, was pivotal for me, I don't know what's going to happen with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers up there. You know, they just look kind of all displaced and, you know, all over the place. And uh, on the flip side of what happened in KC, losing their star guy, Green Bay lost Devontae Adams, yeah. who's he's turning along like, like he does. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's just a man amongst boys and what he does. And, you know, I think for him to go against a great, I think the Chargers defense will be great this year with their additions and, you know, all of that. But uh, Devontae just keeps churning along. They didn't win, but he's still the same guy. And I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is right now. You know, I love the fact that you guys brought up those two teams because those are the two teams that met on Thursday. And Kansas City did everything that they were supposed to do to show that they're still the kings of the AFC West, even though the upstart Chargers are going to be difficult to beat. And so it's great to have those two teams and knowing that those both of those teams, both Kansas City and Los Angeles, they could probably be in it when we get to the end of the playoff run in the AFC Championship, which would be crazy to have two teams from the same division. My thing is going to be Justin Jefferson. Mm. and what he was able to do with Minnesota. And here's why. He said in the offseason that he could see why Cooper Cup was so successful in the Los Angeles Rams offense because he got Kevin O'Connell, who was the Rams offensive coordinator, is now the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. And you go out, you get two tubs, 184, the most he ever got, nine catches. I'm sitting there like, did Green Bay not scout and know who this dude is? And what's cool is, you know, that game won't be today. It'll be a Monday nighter. But we got to talk to Darius Slade this week, and, you know, we aired that on Friday. He thinks that Justin Jefferson is the second-best wide receiver in the world, right? And we know that we all agree and feel that Tay Adams is that dude. We got to sit down with him and just listen to his mindset. I tried him. I tried him. I might have to pull back on you that. You apologize? I might have to apologize to my man. Might. You keep moving the goal. So what you, so what you, what you feel like when you, when you got a chance to see what Taylor did in Vegas <laughs> week, week one? He had just he had he had more yards than the entire Green Bay Packers wide receiver core. Yeah. No, Tay's stupid. And you just you just you just change you change the situation you're in, and 
I don't know if I put too much on Aaron Rodgers. Well, he's Derek Carr's not Eric Rodgers, yeah. but Derek Carr's a good quarterback. Yeah. And then seeing what Tay did, like Freddie brought up, just so early, yeah. changed the scenery, but he jumped right back in that thing and went crazy as that number one. When you're number one, you're number one. So I was just looking at Cooper Cup. I was looking at Jamar Chase. I was looking at J.J. Jefferson's a dog. And that's why I didn't know where it was. So I tried. Devontae, I apologize. <laughs> that's what I want to hear. You are the best wide receiver on the earth. <laughs> yeah, if, if I need wow. a touchdown, late in the fourth quarter, I want you on my team. My bad. I'm sorry. We talking sorry. about a pivot. That's a pivot. That's the, <laughs> that might be the first time I apologized in 20 years. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, sometimes, sometimes you gotta wow. you gotta eat your words. Speaking of eating words, Chan, we always say it. I mean, every week is Chan's gonna chant. Yeah. You know, and you're down in Miami, and I wanted to come to you about this. We wondered what Tyree Kill would do to elevate Tua Tagovailoa's game, yeah. right? And what would happen with Mike Gusecki, and what would happen with Jalen Waddle. Well, to me, Jalen Waddle probably had the biggest play of the game, but it was also Mike, Mikey McDaniels in his first game as a head coach going against the GOAT. Probably no bigger disparity in wins and experience in week one other than Mike McDaniels facing the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. It's fourth and seven. It's late in the second quarter. They throw a slant on the inside to Jalen Waddle. He goes and get, gets about 40 for the tub. He spins it. Everybody in the stands. He doing the Waddle. Waddle. Then Tyreek Hill, I don't know if you got in his ear or what. Tyreek Hill, when asked about that, said, Mike McDaniels is going to need a wheelbarrow to carry his nuts around. Whoa. Did y'all switch places? Oh, you know, Chita Ch 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 got a personality. And yes, that was a hell of a call. Fourth and seven, first coach. And I know we can talk about these young coaches because there was some BS that went on in Denver with a young coach. And then there was a the thing that Mike McDaniel did, make, believing, in his, believing in his team, believing in his quarterback, believing in his star players. But yeah, Waddle went for, what was it, four for 70. Mm -hmm. Reek went for nine for 90. Like, that's going to be a hell of a combination. Who you, you can't double everybody. You know, you can't double every damn body. But... The thing about these big nuts, and I understand the, the analogy my man Tyreek was trying to give off. Yeah, that took some nuts to go for it on fourth and seven right. yeah. at, your, at, you know, at the 45. What's so good about big nuts? <laughs> like, what, you know what I'm saying? Like, why, why you want some big nuts? I ain't never heard a woman say, oh, he has some big old nuts. <laughs> like, what's <laughs> big? Especially you got a little bitty swiper on top of it. Hey. Big old tires on a sedan. <laughs> Nobody wants big tires on a sedan. Nuts don't go through the P.O.? No. They just down there. They're actually an ancillary piece. So, so, I got a vasectomy. I don't even need my nuts. How about this, though? Mike McDaniel comes out and says that he could make it, I think, from either, like, Wednesday to, like, Wednesday to Friday as an assistant coach without showering. And he says he can't do that as a head coach because now I guess you got to do press conferences and people got to sniff you and there's, like, some type of image to uphold. This dude showers less than you. Would you want to <laughs> carry those nuts around in a wheelbarrow? Them, them, them big nuts stink. That's a big stanky pig pen off goddamn peanuts nuts. But but let's talk about it. You, you said something that uh, that caught me because you're talking about now the nuts in a wheelbarrow. If, if they go for it and, and don't execute, then that's a different conversation, yeah. much like in Denver. Yeah. He had plenty leg. The kick was off, mm -hmm. but he had plenty leg. And, and we've all said, well, you got Russ, Russell Wilson. You got to go for it. You brought him in $200-plus million. Go for it. But if they, kick, if they make that field goal, it's a different conversation, and everybody's praising Russ. I know you've had your thing yeah. with Russ or what have you, but you wanted to see Russ cook too, right? Oh, I, I would love to. And that's the thing about these, these young coaches like McDaniel and, and McVay mm -hmm. in L.A. Mm -hmm. Bro, these young coaches are bringing a different dynamic to this game, and I love it. I love, man, believing your players, and I love what you, uh, what you tweeted. I ain't paid $256 million for Brandon McManus to kick the second longest that, field goal. Still the, in your players, though, the second longest field goal in NFL history, and you have fourth and five with with, with the guy that you traded, you, yep. tr you, you, you budgeted your entire team on by giving up all these picks and all these players to bring in Russ, and now you bring the kick on to kick the long, second longest yeah, field goal in NFL history? Was this after the game, he stood by it. Right? right. He said, This is what <clears> we do. He comes out on Monday and says, on Tuesday, I'm sorry, the day after the game, and says, I made a mistake. We should have gone for it. And not, he said not even in necessarily the hindsight way of missing it, but in looking back at it and what that moment could have meant, 
how that could have helped the Denver Broncos, not only that night, but for the rest of the season. I think Nathaniel Hackett, as a young coach, gets that. But I was on SVP after listening to his press conference. He couldn't catch his breath. Right? The, the, the moment got too big for him. Right. And he said the 46th was where they had to get, and they got there, and he couldn't think beyond that. But I believe that comes with experience. That does come with experience. And the thing is, what I've learned about coaching, I, I had three coaches in my time. Two coaches, going to be definitely Hall of Fame coaches. And uh, the other coach, not a bad coach, but it was too much inconsistency. Mm -hmm. And I think as a head man, you got to be consistent. You got to be black and white with these guys, no gray areas. You say something, stand by it. Mm -hmm. But if, you, if, if in your heart you believe, I truly believe we should have gone for it, stand by that. But you can't be, you can't straddle. Yeah. You, you send mixed messages to the players. And I think for these young coaches, you got to make sure you're better prepared for those situations. Because if it's the 46 they needed to get to, then that's the spot. I think they were like on what the, the what were they at? The they were close. They were close to were the 46. So you got to make it, but it's fourth and five. And, you know, Seattle was defending the sticks because they knew that Denver had to get to a certain spot in order to be within their field goal range. So I think Seattle was ready and prepared for that moment, and, and Denver simply wasn't. And they called a play they well, shouldn't spe have. Speaking of the, the moments, mm -hmm. uh, you like to say great things about people, right? When people come on our show, you want right. everybody to feel loved. Right, That's like dude, what it is, dude, man. dude, could, it could like if we get Adrian Peterson on the show next week, you're not gonna talk about the fact that Le'Veon Bell put him to sleep. You're gonna talk about all the great yardage that he got during his career because that's who you are, right? You're Freddie Flowers, freaky Freddie to some, but Freddie Flowers to us. If there's a guy when you look back on Week One, and I know we've already had one game Week Two, when you look back on Week One, who are you giving your flowers to for this week? I mean, it's, it's, it's several guys that's out there that's worthy, but one guy in particular I, we had on the show, and a guy who's, uh, he's been going through his challenges, right? He's been in his head, and I remember telling him, look, he's so, he's so worried about proving to everybody that he's back. But before you can do that, I say, look, you got to prove to yourself. So I'm pretty sure you guys know who that guy is. That'll be, you know, my Freddie Flowers focus for, for, for this week is, is Saquon Barkley. Saquon absolutely killed it, man. What was it? 18 carries, 164. That's nine yards per carry. Another six catches, 30 yards. I forget the touchdown that he had. He accounted for a third of the, uh, the Giants' offense. You know, say, I think Saquon is back. He had a 68-yarder, a 33-yarder, you know, 101 yards, just some two touches. So I think he's back, man, and I think he's ready. I think he knows that he's himself. Right? And now he can go forward and prove to everyone else that I'm that man. So for me, Saquon would be, um, you know, the guy that I would give Freddie Flowers to. I got to bring up another running back that's been on the show, actually. Leonard Fournette went crazy. Mm. He gave us a shout-out, too, on the, the yeah. post-game press conference. That Leonard went crazy, but, bro, that damn Minka Fitzpatrick. That Cincinnati steal a game. And I knew you look at you, yo, you always nod your head when somebody bring up Pittsburgh. Minka won the game at safety, the block field goal. Then, but they don't remember before that, he broke up two, three passes in the end zone, was making tackles everywhere in the fourth quarter in overtime. Like, I, you know, hey, I'm always going to give. I know I knew your offensive guy, Freddie, but I got to give my defensive players love. That damn Minka Fitzpatrick, there is no reason that he should have left Miami. Whatever they got for him in the trade was not worth it. That young man won a football game from the safety position. It was something that uh, Ryan could never do, but that young man... <laughs> That young man, <laughs> Mika, Mika showed out. That's my, what, I know everything, Josh dog? Allen and all them, bitch, a dog. A dog, uh, dog. Uh, uh, Mika showed out. So when I see some defensive players that can ball, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Mika went crazy. Mika, Mika was huge for me. I agree with you on Leonard. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers do not beat the Dallas Cowboys without the way Leonard Fournette was able to play in that defense on the other side. And I think I just want to say this real quick. I'm happy for Jameis Winston. Yeah. Oh, Jameis yeah. Winston, he's down 16 in Atlanta, in a huge rivalry, has a huge second half, throws two tubs, has a long pass down the sideline to Jarvis Landry, the lead to the go-ahead score. And I think for a guy that's been through as much as he's been through, and been doubted and talked about the way he has, it's huge to see him do that. And I love his post-game press conference. Ask him, did it hurt 
Did you have pain? He said, yeah, it was pain. It was pain everywhere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> only only Jameis Winston. Uh, you know Jameis got to jump on. Jameis, Jameis, you got to jump on, bro, because you you was a soundbite king. You got to jump on, yeah, let us chop is. it up with you. But no, I'm with you with all he's been through. And Jameis, the good, the good and the bad, you see both of them. But if he, yeah. can, if he can figure that thing out and narrow, narrow down those mistakes, man, James is going to be special. I mean, look, look at it this week. You think about it, man. We got Patriots, Steelers, Panthers, Giants, Jets, Browns, Coach Jaguars, on and on and on again. When you're thinking about what we're going to see today, what are some of those matchups or what is one matchup you're looking forward to? What's the pivot magic matchup for y'all? The pivot magic matchup. Every team in the AFC South is either lost or tied. So I want to see who's going to take the lead in that division. I know you might be saying, well, shit, Freddie, you talking about the Texans. They ain't got nothing. You talking about the, the Titans. They ain't got nothing. Jacksonville definitely ain't got nothing. And the Colts is probably the front runner. But more importantly, I want to see Jacksonville really just, just go and do their thing and try their best to bottle up Jonathan Taylor. Tough task. You know, maybe not the pivot matchup, but I think for me it's a, it's a, it's a solid game. You know, I'm ready to see if Jacksonville can take that leap. So that's my matchup of the week. My matchup is Bills-Titans, that mm. Monday night matchup, because the Bills look so good. Everybody got them right now ranked number one, and they went out there and destroyed the Rams. I actually lost money on it. Love DraftKings, but I'm not good at it. He brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my. I thought the Rams would put up more of a fight there. But you see them put up 31. You see them, you know, beat the Rams. And the Titans lost to the, to the Giants, but late mm -hmm. with Brian Dayball, putting his nuts in a wheelbarrow, too, and going for that two-point conversion with, with, with Saquon, which mm -hmm. Saquon was stopped. Yeah. But players overcome coaching because that was not a good play call, but Saquon went around those two defenders and got in. Tennessee is a playoff team from the past. You bring up the AFC South, they're a playoff team now. Right. You got Derrick Henry, you got Tannehill, they have a, a strong defense. They were number like, one seed in the playoffs last year. See what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying, that 0-1 that, that start. So I really want to see if the Bills are what we saw. That first game, you don't know what they're going to do you know, the, 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 the offense, whatever they're going to do, their game plan. But now can you do that consistently? So if you're the top dog, can the Bills run as the top dog all season long? And I don't think the Titans are pushover, so I can't wait for that Monday night game. Yeah, I think that's going to be amazing. The game I'm really looking forward to, though, is Buck Saints. The Saints have owned Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the last two years in the regular season. And now knowing the Saints have everybody, have everybody back, Michael Thomas seems to be in midseason form already, especially in that second half against Atlanta I'm picking the Saints to be a team that's a playoff contender. Playing a team like Tampa Bay and winning will show us that, or does Tampa Tom come out and say, okay, look, what we did first week offensively wasn't good enough. We have to be better. This is the first show. This was, this was fun. We tried to keep it short. We went a little long. I think the, the big thing for us is like to continue pushing forward, to continue giving y'all great content. Don't forget to tap in with DraftKings. And right now, we got Kyle Pitts. A.J. Terrell, they got the Rams later on, but you don't want to miss what they said about this season up next. Oh, man. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, we're Gators. Ah, uh -huh. look at us. Look at us. We're all Gators. Yay. Hey, man, don't start that Gator shit now. You see how big this is? Don't start that now, R.C. Man, I'm... We'll dive on your ass. First off, this is... I'm not fighting nobody young. You know what I'm saying? Like, I fight my age group. I fight my age group and my weight class. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm he saying? He had like, both of them. He had both of them. Yeah. And his arms long as hell. Like, I ain't gonna thick, win. thick, but he, 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 he a Clemson Tigers. <laughs> yeah, a real Tiger. You already know. <laughs> oh, that was cool. We got, we got you, all the, you all the way out number, RC. AJ. Still there. AJ, first off, I just want to tell you, I love your game. I talk very, I speak very highly of you. Mm -hmm. um, I also want you to remember where I was standing at the national championship in 2019. Where are you standing at? I was on the sideline. So when Jamar kept, boom, uh -oh. the whole night, I was there. I was there. And I didn't even want to go there with you because you my guy. We trained <laughs> together this all season. And like you came said, at me, boom, boom, out the gate. Like I said. Wow. The real Tigers. It's not true, though. They won the national championship. What was y'all last? Was Saban? 2019. I just told you <laughs> when the last one was. Like, what are you talking about?
This man is the best corner in the country that year. But yeah. prior to that, though, Clemson had everything on lock for a minute. Like three years, bro. Uh, yeah, not for a minute. That's a minute. a minute. You know what we're gonna do? That's long enough. Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pinning it. I thought they hear the witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pinning it. I thought they hear the witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Welcome to the pivot. This is the Atlanta Falcons uh, edition. Uh, you guys are, you know, preparing for a game. And what happens is when you become superstars and pro bowlers and, and all pros and all that, like, you don't really play. You know what I'm saying? So practice and preparing um, is more important, especially now in the 17-game um, season. Uh, welcome to the Pivot again. Like I said, subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple. Make sure you like. Um, also, we're just going to continue to keep building. Like Freddie T always says, man, anybody can podcast, but not everybody can pivot. Um, I think it's super dope to have you here. Uh, you two best players on each side of the ball, which is odd because you going into your second year, you're going into your third year. A lot of times teams have these, these veterans, but there's a start to get here. And I think I want to start with you, Kyle, in this sense. You're a sophomore quarterback, right? You got everything you need, right? You're 6'6", you're 6'5", six, 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 uh, you're athletic, you could do all these things. What made you make the decision, though, that playing tight end was the thing for you? And obviously it works out being the fourth pick of the draft. Well, actually, it was from my dad. My dad was saying, he was like, just try it out. He was saying, Jason Winton, who else was old back then? To just Tony Gonzalez. There's a couple other guys, and he was like, you know, you're not really, this isn't you. You pick, I, he told me from the beginning not to pick up a ball, and I did anyway, and they made me a quarterback. But I was playing mainly defense that year, but he was like, just try it out. Just, you know, you can catch, run, do all that stuff. He was like, you know, in the end, it'll, it'll work. And I was like, all right. And then that's when I started going to camp and stuff. And I never really liked playing quarterback because I knew I couldn't throw a ball more than 60 yards, you know, consecutively, so. I read that, though. You keep saying, like, throw a ball more than 60 yards. You was 15. Like, why were you supposed to be able to throw a ball 60 yards? I don't know. But I know a quarterback was not in my future. And I shouldn't have picked it up from the beginning. When you started playing quarterback? I, I really never had consecutive years. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just happened to pick it up, and I just was, they seen me just throwing it around, throwing it, like, Yeah, so I mean, and you may, and we'll get to the bad decision you made in college. But it's something dope, man, um, that I read about you. Your parents are high school sweethearts, right? All right. When you grow up in a house like that, you know what I mean? So much is made of like our communities and families not staying together and fathers not being in the homes or whatever it is, man, to, to grow up in a house. What is it? Is it six of y'all? Yeah, uh, kids? Five. Well, five. Six. It's six, yeah, including me. Yeah, yeah. Six kids, you know what I mean? And growing up in a house like that, man, when you get to see your parents who have been in love for that long, raising these kids, what was that like for you? It's really one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, just having both parents in the house, very supportive and, you know, just the unconditional love and everything they have for us is pushing us the right way, leading us the right way. And uh, it's just somebody to look up to forever. And, like, it's just, just a big, you know, big look, big picture, too. Now, for both of y'all, though, because you ain't had no rough upbringing. No, like, and, and the thing R.C. was saying to you, and it's a lot of guys, you know, when we, we do this all the time, the pivot, you know, we got, what, 60 episodes, and we talk to a lot of people, and everybody talk about the turmoil that made them. And I played with Zach Thomas, who his dad was a billionaire, but he still had that grind. You know what I'm saying? So from, from a, not even a fluent family, but from a, a solid background, yeah. how do y'all be with y'all are? And like he said, all y'all are, both of y'all are all pro. So what, what is that, gr that grind? Because everybody wants to, let's dig deep and find what made them. <laughs> right, right. Y'all was good growing up. You had mom and dad, y'all was eating every night. Like, what, what does that grind come from? I feel like you don't really know nobody else's grind. You only know, like, you know, what's in front of you. Like, how your, you know, how your family and what you just grew up in and how they instill in you, like, the grind and what they expect and... It's just a bloodline thing, almost. Like when you just like how everybody always got their story about their family. I feel like when you when you look at your story, 
and you just grow up in it. Then once you go out, you know, the outside and you see everybody else growing up is different. But at the same time, when you just grow up with uh, the right people in your ear, the right push, and all you need is, you know, you're just trying to put on for the last name at the end of the day. So that's how I look at it. What about you, KP? Yeah, I feel like kind of the same thing. Like, I don't feel like everybody needs to have like a sad story to try and make you have some hunger. Cause it, should, it really should come with the, from within, but you know, not putting, you know, other people. Like, no, stuff everybody in the got their own story, yeah, but yeah. Just like, your grind is from within. Like, obviously, you know, we both, we didn't, we didn't have, we didn't have those hard times. So just knowing, uh, being around the right people, training with the right people, just your parents telling you like hard work is the only thing that's gonna get you far in life. That's the principle of everything. So that just was something that just, my parents instilled in me. You know what's crazy about about UKP, man? Uh, your father's name is Kelly, mm -hmm. right? And and something I read about him that that really struck me. So, Channing was drafted in the third round. Freddie T's the ninth overall pick. You know, both of you guys are top sixteen picks. I wasn't drafted at all, and so people are always asking me about like allegiances. You know what I mean? Like why I rep for LSU so hard. And I always say it's the only team that I ever chose that chose me too, right? Because Every team I played on, at some point, didn't want me and somebody either cut me or they signed somebody else. Your father told you in, in picking a college, he said, this hat you get to choose, right? The next hat will choose you. What made a, a kid from, from Pennsylvania who, I think if I'm right, I think in the state championship had two tubs, two interceptions at, at defensive end. What made that kid feel like Florida was the place for him? I feel like Florida was the place for me because I hated the cold. We just had got done in the state champ, like you said, in the snow. So it was like, nah, I was getting tired of that. I always wanted to be in the SEC. Um, not too far from home, but far enough. It was a nice ride on the plane. You know, I could drive home if need be. Um, I just wanted to go somewhere and grow up somewhere else, like find a whole different type of lifestyle. And, and you know, and yeah. the, the, you know, down in Gainesville is different. Like Floridians are different people. Right. And it's like, you seen that day one, and I'm like, whoa. Hey, but it's hey, like it's a new thing. All of life. this though, you know, <laughs> yeah, you like, know, they, they know. Yeah, nobody care about none of that. And we finally got him out number <laughs> right now. Understand. You don't understand, RC. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just growing, like growing up in Philadelphia. That's a different type of lifestyle. And then you come down to Florida where you wear flip flops in January, and it's that's it's totally different. It's just a bunch of different things that you learn, a different lifestyle, different how people, you know, upbringing, all type of different things. It's just. I want to try something new, and I feel like that was the place for me. Yeah, we know a lot from Channing that there's not like good players in Georgia. You know what yeah, I mean? It's, like, it's like, some the, like the, the, the you the, said what? The, it's some huh? ballers, in, bro. It's some ballers in Georgia. Is it for real? Yeah, I missed a lot of them. I don't know. New Orleans, he always want to answer. We talk, we talk three in every category. Nah, I like, I, nah, yeah. like, I, 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 I actually, I agree with that, and I, and I get yeah. it. Uh, but for you, you, you go on to be an All-American um, at Clemson when, when you're in. Georgia, right? That's SEC country. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody who grows up in Georgia has seen the, the Georgias play, the Floridas, the Alabamas, and knows different things. Uh, it's obviously the school that ended up getting you to this point, but what made that the right school for you? Uh, you know, everybody got their little top six or whatever, but I had went to all my, you know, all my top six schools, which is, if I could remember, Bama, Auburn, Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, and Clemson. I'm all SECs and one ACC. I don't think you said LSU. No, nobody want to go to LSU. Okay, I was, yeah. I was just checking. I had went to all those schools plenty of times before I had even went to Clemson, so it was easy for me to like compare each school. And uh, you know, Clemson, you know, right up the street from Atlanta, and it was like a place that fit, you know, just fit where I where I needed to be. Plus, it was I came in at the right time, fresh off of Natty, and uh. The culture there is just uh, just a little bit different, and um, that's really well, you know, why I made that decision. How'd y'all stay out of trouble? They locked me up. I was in Florida for two years, and I got locked up three times, arrested five. How did you stay out of trouble? If I, and Clint, like, how do y'all boys stay out of trouble? I'm looking at y'all Wikipedia's and I'm like, man, arrest. Can't do too much at Clemson anyway. And Clemson ain't got nothing. What? GBL got something. Yeah, but I, I, I stayed away from it. Really? And it, was, and it was different. Like, I had really two years of college because that last COVID year, everything was shut down. Yeah. So my freshman year, you, you do your freshman stuff, you go out and party and stuff, but that was about it. 
you, nothing too crazy. You had to focus. Like you knew, you knew, you knew the end goal. Oh yeah. You knew that I'm going to make it to the league. Because they used to call us a, a football vocational school because nobody stayed four years. Oh, wow. Nah. I'm going to go back and get my degree, definitely. But KP, I, had to, KP, I had to get KP. I got KP, you. KP. Just, Why no, 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 no. no. I just, cause, because I said that bullshit but when I left early. I left early. And I said, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go back and get my degree. And then you got millions and millions in your account. Why the fuck I want to sit in the class all day? Cause you you got kids. You can do it on. I want to put it on the wall. I want my kid to see. Man, my daddy graduated. My daddy graduated in a yeah, ten million so dollar house. Cool. You think in that ten million dollar house, your kid gonna look at that goddamn diploma? <laughs> daddy graduated. That's the one thing they gonna find <laughs> in the twenty thousand square feet is they the about, diploma. <laughs> they about to look at them 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 eighty inch screens and be like, yeah, I'm gonna play football. Fifty fifty. <laughs> nah, I, I gotta get that piece of paper. So I gotta, gotta walk, I gotta walk across that state. Now that's dope. It's dope to even consider it, right? Because uh, it's um, it's one thing. It's a goal, like anything else. It's a goal. But I want to pivot real quick and and just ask you, uh, when you hear all pros such as Tyron Matthew, Levante David, Tyron Matthew said he's different. Mm -hmm. He said it three times. He said he's different. He's different. You know what I mean? And then uh, Levante David said uh, he's gonna be a headache for me. Then you got coaches saying you're a creative player. They call you a unicorn. 6'6", 245, 250, 4440, 4th pick, uh, broke off Falcon. You broke Julio rookie records. All these comments, what does that, what does that, does that make you feel like you've arrived? No, nowhere close, because behind all of that is one touchdown. Mm. So it's like, that humble, that, that. yeah, that that humble. I, I think that about that every practice, mm -hmm. and like, it was times in the offseason that would like piss me off thinking about it. Just like, I can't believe that happened. But it's like God got a different plan, and this year is gonna be the year. So I feel like this whole offseason, I've been just getting right, and I just been feeling like this 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 is gonna be a great year. But, but not have not the arrive part. They, but they split you out outside. I mean, they you're a defensive coordinator's worst nightmare. You can get out there. They they dictate man versus zone. They put the tight end outside. I seen you catching fade goal balls against Xavier Howard, one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Why hadn't you had the red zone success? What what does it take to get you to get in the zone this year? What's going to take? I just think maybe some mental maturity. Last year, kind of I was seeing things late or slower, mm -hmm. and I feel like like the work I put in this offseason with just reading defenses, reading quicker running the routes differently, just at the line, winning, just, you know, winning my matchup faster. That's something that I, I kind of, you know, trying to hold in or hold in this this camp. Right. AJ, do you guys lock up in practice to get him ready for those looks? Time to time. Yeah. <laughs> time to time. What's that? Whenever, like? they, whenever they, you know, put him out there a while, but it's it's always competition, you know. Anytime he line up out there, because it, it don't happen a lot. So anytime we line up out there, we compete, you know. Who talked the most shit? I mean, he don't he shit. don't talk at all. Yeah, I just play like let my play speak for real. I just be out there just doing what I'm supposed to do. He don't talk, but I want you to talk some stuff because we we talked that we went to Cincinnati, talked to them boys. You know, what I'm saying we've been around. We talked to Denzel, uh, Denzel. Denzel Ward, yeah. and now uh, we talked to them dudes, bro. We got Jalen Denzel Ward's up there. People bring up um, Humphrey. People bring up them corners, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Real talk, young blood. Your name ain't jumping the conversation. First off, first, wait, wait. Because I'm on the pivot, we had the conversation, had opportunity to train him. Yeah. And I told him, I put him in my top five this year. Yeah. I think the, the issue with him is that he plays for Atlanta, right? They didn't win. People weren't watching him on TV. But when you look at QBR, completion rate, all of those things, right. nobody has battled and fought like this dude last year. I think, like, my big question for him is, though, it's like, how do you guys, how do you help this team take that next step, right? Because y'all ain't going to, the individual statistics are good, but when everybody wins, everybody gets money. You know what I mean? When you made that adjustment to become what you came, what you became last year, What's the focus for 2022 for you? Leadership, you know, you gotta have a voice. Uh, I'm out there, of course you're out there dominating on the field, but at the same time, I feel like I just gotta turn my uh, leadership up to a more vocal 
leadership, make sure everybody feel me, make sure everybody on the same page when we step out on the field, that it means something. And that's where it's at, like, just, you know, like you said, the individual statistics only go so far, but you got to bring the rest of the group with you. So it's more so on that type of side, even when I'm out there in practice, like, lifting people up, you know, making them uh, feel like, you know, that this shit is, you know, what it is. Like, come on, like, let's, you know, picking it up. Just leadership, being more vocal, uh, and just going out there and playing together as one. And both of y'all, RC brought it up earlier, we're like, y'all were drafted to change the organization. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You the highest drafted tight end in the history of football. You want to bring up Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, all them boys, the Jimmy Grahams, the guys, shot, all the guys that caught balls on me for right. years. All of them. They wrote my, wrote my ass. Do <laughs> you hate Tony Gonzalez? Bro, Tony Gonzalez caught seven balls for 80 yards in the first half on me. <laughs> <laughs> that was light-skin on light-skin crime, too. That was a long game. I put my hand out his motherfucking hand eight feet past. My, I'm like, I can't even coat. What am I supposed to do, coat? Roll the safety. But to be as young as you, you talking about leadership. Mm -hmm. To be as young as y'all are, and, and all pro and have to be those leaders. Like, y'all got to lead 30-year-olds. Y'all y'all early 20s, but y'all trying to amp up 35-year-olds. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what's that challenge of being a young dog that has to guide guys that been in the league for 10 years? I say being young and being like that scrappy dog is like kind of, I want to say it's new, but it's, it's trending in that direction now because a lot of teams are young, I feel like, especially ours. Like, we don't have many like 10 plus year events. So it's like, it comes from within. And with us all being young, our way of leading is leading by example. Cause I'm not a big yeller. He's not a big yeller. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think I ever heard him yet. That's the thing, like, <laughs> that's, that's the thing, it's comfort zone. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I always just been a good athlete, always made plays, always been on the stat She always, you know, always had the hype. But at the same time, it's like, you can, you can feel when, you know, Everybody not on the same page. Right, like right. that's where I'm feeling. Like, okay, you know, I'm I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But at the same time, like I said, you need everybody on the same type of time. So leadership don't got no age to it. Mm. And I just feel like um, you just gotta turn that knob and, and take charge, and you know, just go out there and do it. Atlanta's been Atlanta's been Matt Ryan's team for a decade and a half. You know what I'm saying? Like that junk's different now. Right. And you know, you're the best player on offense. You're the best player on defense. But now y'all are in a, a space where your coach is entering his second year. Your quarterback, who is, is a former MVP, is gone. And you're coming off of a wide receiver being involved in, in gambling and now out for the year. And no matter what anybody says about Kevin, really, he can play mother effing football, mm -hmm. right? As y'all look at what y'all can be this year, like truly, and this is, when y'all look at it, are y'all competing for nothing? Like, are y'all a team, like, do you look at your team and be like, if I ball, if I ball, if we all work together, we can compete in the NFC South? Or do you come to yourself and say, ah, I don't really know what this year's about? I don't think anybody in the locker room compete for nothing. That, that, that mindset don't exist. <laughs> yeah, that's for like. That's because y'all went to Florida and Clemson. Y'all nah, in the NFL. Y'all nah, nah. gonna learn it's different. 100%, but I don't think we compete for nothing. Like, this team is not the same team as last year. Okay. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you can test what I'm saying. It's like, this, we, we compete, we, we throwing bowls every day. Like, that's just how it is now. Like, the camp was totally different this year. Like, the competitive level and everybody just being on their assignment, just being right, is, has been crazy. So I feel like, you know, this team is gelling way more. And, you know, we're coming into the team that, you know, Coach Smith is trying to, you know, put into us, instilling us. So you guys are in that role, right? And uh, and we've all seen it. You know, I played 13 years. RC's played 13. And Chan, I think you got nine on the books. No, uh, I ain't played close nine. Close to nine. Eight? Seven. Seven, eight, nine. It's yeah, close. Yeah. That's not the same. I got no, 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 no. The point Freddy is the same. Not the same. You can't you can't play that many years going to Tootsies every day. See, but that's yeah, the point. See, that's the thing that that's they ain't the gonna point. do. They ain't gonna party like I party. Boy, I used to go hard. See, hard. but that's the point I'm trying to make. I'm talking about you have leadership, but then you have accountability. Mm. Right? Because leadership, you know, you can try and lead, but who's gonna follow? Mm -hmm. Right? And you guys are in Atlanta. You know, and Atlanta ain't shy of. You no know, chicken wings and 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 
Hennessy at three in the morning. When like, they get it, gonna be out. You when, know where they get it at. <laughs> I know Everybody know where they get it. I'm going tonight. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So <laughs> whenever I'm in Atlanta, I'm going to. How, how do y'all tap in? You know, to make sure these guys are accountable mm. when you're so young, because you got guys on the team that's 25, 28. If they're not ten-year guys yet, but they're there and they're like, man, this is what I do. This is what I, what, what I need to get my mind right. This is my my meditation and my stress relief. Like Sam, he had to go see some ass in order to relax. Like, how y'all gonna make sure those guys show up and play? You know, cause y'all want to win. Yeah. Y'all want to change the organization. Yeah. But how do you say, look, man, stay away from this so we can go win? Cause they ain't trying to listen to that shit. That's a challenge. You know, me, I'm from Atlanta, but everybody who know me, everybody who know me already know him. <laughs> Kyle even know he, he only knew me for a year going on two. Like, I'm, I'm dolo. Like, I don't be doing nothing for the outside. Yeah, I'm, right. I be chilling, like. And then what you just said, that's a challenge. That's a challenge for us trying to be, you know, being new leaders to the team and trying to get everybody on the same page. It's like, um, that's, that also comes with leading by example, you know, being from Atlanta and letting them know the do's and the don'ts and uh, things like that. But that's a challenge. So that's something that, that we definitely got to lock into, to, you know, when, when new guys or vets, whoever in there, you know, letting them know, like, you know, you can do that, but it's, you know, it ain't best for the team or for you, you know, because it's, so, it's yeah, yeah. so much you can get into trouble everywhere. So. You gotta be smart and move properly. But it's hard to convince those guys. It is. I would say that's a challenge. On one hand, you know, look, maybe it can change the face of our organization if you try some different. But on the other hand, it's, man, this is what I do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what I do. This is where we're gonna be. If we win, we win. So, but if you guys are the young guys, you gotta step it up and say, look, this is the reason we've been garbage the last X amount of years, and just go with it. Because what we know. As, as guys that have played for a long time, we do know that the organization brought y'all in that high for a reason. Mm-hmm. You can voice those opinions and you can throw all that other shit out the window. You, it's not picking sides. Like, you want to win. That's what we're here for. All of that's going to come. But what about when the bad red ones call? Like you? Like no, no, man? I'm talking about the bad red ones. The girl, man, the strippers used to kidnap me. <laughs> they, used to say, they used to say, they used to say, see, see. You coming tonight? We'll they, pick you up. They actually did not I say used to that come, to you. They used to, I used to drive to the club with the strippers and leave with them. So you stayed till the whole shift was, was over? I was on the shift, you but I wasn't getting long. paid. You was in there for too nah, long. He loved it. No, he, he had to was, stay he right there. Yeah. Oh, man, listen, I used to go back and cook my own chicken wings. I, <laughs> I want them extra crispy, leave them in the grease. Leave them in the grease. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say we had that many people on our team, though. Like, we don't right. really have, we call it rock stars. Oh, I call it rock stars. Like, right. I wouldn't say we had too many. Like, so we're not really worried about a bunch of partiers. Right. I mean, if it comes, yeah, I don't really think we. I don't even know who to think of. That's like an extreme partier. Every team got somebody. Yeah, everybody got somebody. I had discovered them. I don't know. I don't really be out like that. Yeah, we don't really be. I definitely don't. You talk about about not being out like that. Uh, Your father. You know, and 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 you're young. Uh, Freddie T and I were the same way. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that sometimes puts different things in you, you know? Like I love, like I follow you, obviously. Like I love seeing your baby on the field and yep. you know, you got the ball out there and you're, you know, just spending the time, right? Mm-hmm. Being being available, being present, you know? And obviously with the way you've grown up, I'm sure that became important to you because of the things that you've seen. How does that motivate you though, when, as it pertains to your career? How does what motivate? Having be, being a father, being able to show that example, being able to 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 provide. Uh, it means you know it means a lot. Like I said, just from my dad, you know, showing me the way, and then me having a my third, you know, it's like you know he looking up to me. So you you know you automatically get that 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 image where you just in that drive where you just want to be the the best example, you know and. Ain't, ain't we ain't lame or nothing like that, you know. I, you know, I step, I do this, that, and the third, but it's it's at a minimum. So me just, you know, having my head on straight, having tunnel vision, and uh, all those things, you know, the bigger picture is always 
is always right there, and that's how I look at things. Like, I'm not too shabby on missing out on this party, missing out on that, because it's always going to be there. It's going to be there forever. Just to echo RC, talking about your son, uh, was there ever a moment, was there any hesitation in naming him the third? Oh, no hesitation. No hesitation. Only because I know how powerful my name is. Like, it's, it's unique. My original name is Andel Terrell, so it's unique and it's like um, something that he can take on and just soar with it. It ain't no, you know, come from no bad side. Like, it's powerful. Well, he got he to keep up with daddy now, though. Who? Son? Your son. Yeah. I, got, I, got, I got a third. My yeah. son is named Randolph Channing Crowder the third yeah. as well. And now every time he plays a sport, every time he goes baseball, right. he, a, he, he, he a monster now in right. sports. But when he says, next up to bat, number mm-hmm. 52, Channing Crowder, everybody started looking over at the visitor section because yeah. they hear the name. Right. So what you, you did you have you ever thought about that? I didn't think to, about that to just now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's coming up quick. It's coming up quick. Yeah. So I already know that jump coming up, but uh, it's gonna it's gonna mean you know it's gonna mean the world like hearing your name being called, but it's you know for your younger seed, and he gonna be ready for whatever sport it is. You know, yeah. I'm gonna make sure he play every sport. Yeah. You don't know it's calling, but he gonna be a competitor for sure. That, that's crazy. You say he's gonna be ready. I'm looking yeah. at your sleeve right here. I, don't, I only see the bottom part. It says yeah. ready. What what's on the top? It say war war ready war ready. ready. What does that mean? It just means, you know, in, wherever and get war ready. Like, I had got it my sophomore year in, co- in college at Clemson, but it just means, you know, in any given day, any given time, just war ready, like, for anything, whether it be for, for the family, for football, or just life. It's interesting talking to AJ, him mentioning his son and, and, and those things. And, like, one thing for us on this show is we're all fathers, right? We're all very present fathers, and I think we, we work to show that it doesn't matter what you do for a living, it doesn't necessarily matter the color of your skin, that love is love when it comes to raising our children. And everything I read about you in preparing for this interview, it was your pops, your pops, your pops, your pops. And even on, on draft day, like them saying, if you would have asked Kelly Pitts years ago, would Kyle be here, he could have told you. What was it like having somebody so supportive? And like you said, like when, when you moved to tight end, he took you to every possible camp you could go to. What is it like having somebody in your corner that believes in you so much he makes you believe in yourself? It's everything because honestly, when I was young, I feel like it was he was being that hard dad. And I'm like, it was not how it was now. <laughs> so it was like everything has changed. Like he was like, and every, he, me and him talked about it like, I think it was right after the draft. It was like, I was like, bro, I appreciate everything. It was times where I couldn't go to certain parties, times where I couldn't hang out with certain friends, or he'd be like, I don't think you should be with them. Like, I always stayed around older people or sports. Like, I always was doing something. So he was like, everything was for a reason. And it's like, now looking back at it, you look at your Instagram, you see some of your friends from high school, and you're like, damn, that's what they look like now? And it's like, boys beat up, man. Yeah, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm glad my dad did what he did, and yeah. just the support, just the support system, all the training we did, everything. It just, I feel like it's paying off. So when they say you're not a tight end, you're just a big receiver, like, do you feel some type of way, or do you embrace that? I definitely embrace it because everybody wants me to be a stop, like regular six five two sixty five tight end who's slow and can't do anything. But I feel like I bring on the unique part of being a tight end, being 6'5", 248, 250, running faster than most most receivers. And it's like, I feel like I, I've been getting stronger in the run game as well. So being able to be versatile is like, yeah, people are gonna say that, but it is what it is. I'm gonna show you what I really can do. This is what I wanna know. They got you ranked the number 90, 91st in the top 100 going in 2022 this year. It is what it is or they got it wrong? I'm gonna say, statistically, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm there for a reason. I feel like if I'd have scored a couple, a couple more touchdowns, I'd have been a little higher. But that's, that's just a start, and I, I'm, I feel like I'm making a significant jump this year. You know, I gotta ask you, KP, because I love you to death. You know, I'm a Gator. You done won me a lot of money in the past too, so I, I owe you. I owe you something. I got something on me too. I got I brought some money. He got way money. more money than you. <laughs> I can't shoot him a hundred. 
He don't want that. <laughs> he only go to the strip club and eat wings. Hundred is hundred. Hundred is hundred. I'm gonna shoot you. I don't want a good thousands off 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 him in Florida, but from Florida to now, bro, you ain't blocking nobody. I disagree. You you choking people out. If you, if you really turn on the tape, it's like, obviously I'm not like the goal line, Jay, like Jason Wynn. You ain't Wayne, nobody guy. out there, yeah. No, I'm not there yet. Yeah. But it's on the way. Mm. Like, I'm, mm. I've been getting right, like mm. getting yeah. stronger, like year one, year two. I, this isn't like college where you're grinding for the next level. We're at the highest level. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you either gonna get right or get left. And I'm not getting left. So I'm gonna figure it out. So this whole off season, I weighed a lot more, got a whole lot stronger, and I've been moving people in camp. You've been moving people. And the other thing, too, on the back side of that, because I criticize you for being a tight end, but the highest paid tight end right now makes $15 million. The highest paid receiver makes 30 mm. So as an all-pro, your, your contract going to be up here in a second. Mm-hmm. Should you be paid as a receiver or a tight end? Because that's double the money. Mm. That's going to be a David Mongetta question. <laughs> <laughs> I can't answer like that one. Said, you can flex out, but you are classified as a tight end. David might have some up his sleeve. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I want my numbers to be better than both for numbers. So it's mm-hmm. like, I, it's going to be hard. You're going to pay me however. You only get double. You get 45 a year. That's not how it God, works, Shannon. God willing. That's not how it works. Le'Veon Bell is going to be paid as a running back and a wide receiver, and he had to sit out. That's not. That's that's just not how it works. AJ, you've been a been a part of it. Kyle's only had one head coach. Um, you know, you've had to make uh, the switch. You know, now you guys have you you have Arthur Smith, mm-hmm. and you know you're in the NFC South with Dennis Allen, who's a new coach. Um, Todd Bowles, who's a new coach, obviously Matt Rule in, in Carolina. What's the confidence you have in Arthur that he has the understanding and, and the plan to make you guys not only competitive, but to give you an opportunity to win this year in your division? All right, you know, he's been down to earth since day one. You know, we got a, uh, a he, he holds all of us to a standard, like from, um, from the start when he first came in, um, he holds everybody, no matter if you, me, Grady, Marcus Mariota, or the, the undrafted guy, everybody held to the same standard. And, you know, he don't look past anybody. So, you know, he got us, he got us all motivated in that way and got us all, all on the right path that way. But um, as a coach, you know, he got, the same, he got great energy coming in. Uh, and like I say, he just got all our heads on the right path. Um, he's a winner. You know, he also got uh, Coach Dean Pease. Yep. You know, so got the right. We got the right. You know, people in the in the system and on the staff. And uh, like I said, like y'all said, with me and Cal, we just gotta um, knowing all the the power we just lost this off season and you know all that type of stuff. We got a lot coming in this year as well. So we just gotta you know just go out there and uh, just compete, make plays, and uh, it all work out. One, Channing says it all the time, and it's actually not true. Channing got this saying, he's like, everything always works out because he's always effing up, right? And then we're always trying to figure out ways. <sighs> then you wake up to, the next day and it's fine. To, 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 <laughs> to, to make things happen. Kyle, like, you know, you two are sitting here because the only way things work uh-uh. out is if y'all two get them done, right? It's going to be Sundays where they're like, AJ, we can't help you. You got to go win. There's going to be Sundays where it's like, KP, like, that's your matchup. If you get a corner, this is the route, right? If we get a safety, this is the route. Are you ready to, or how do you take that next step from being the guy that's talking about being 91st and only having the one tub to being the dude, like, bro, bro, you don't get drafted fourth at tight end to be good. Right. You get drafted fourth at tight end to be a Hall of Famer. How do you start taking those steps? Just gradual growth. Just trying to chase progression, not perfection. Mm. Uh, just each year, just trying to do something a little better. Do some. I mean, obviously way better from year one to year two, just to keep being consecutive, just having those years where I'm staying up, not being you know rocky, being stagnant. So 
just that competitive, that competitive excellence, just if he does say, I need you to go win this ball, all right, let's do it. Like, I'm going to tell him, let's throw me this. He, he can't guard me. I've been toasting him all game. So just having that confidence and like that, uh, just manly want to take the game over. That's, that's something I'm starting to feel like, you know, it's coming into me slowly. And that's just how I'm feeling. So you, you, come, into, you come into the Wednesday meeting, right? And I, I remember how it used to be, because I played safety, so I ain't really had to trip on it, you know? Yeah. But, you know, you, you put the game plan in, and they like, oh, this week we got Cincinnati. This week we got, oh, we got Minnesota. This week we got Los Angeles. And they like, oh, shoot, you got Cincinnati, you got Jamar. Oh, we got Minnesota, you got Justin. You know, we got Los Angeles, you got Cooper. We got Las Vegas, you got Devontae. On and on, because that's where you are now. Right. Right, like that's the... That's the conversation you're in. That's the conversation that gets you paid. That's the conversation that gets you gold jackets. Is there anybody in the league on a Wednesday morning, your DC comes in and says, you know what, AJ, man, like, that's your dude. And you're like, um, <clears throat> coach, I get some help. Or anybody they put in front of you, you feel like that's you. There's no question. Like, I'm ready for, like, for all challenges. Like, when we walk in there on, on Wednesday, it should, I would, feel disrespected if it's any other type of look or way, you know what I mean? Going in, like, me going into the season, I already know, you know, my matchup or, you know, week to week. Like, I already dice down the whole schedule, respect all my opponents, but that that right there don't even, don't it, like I said, it'd be disrespectful to not think that I'm not following the one. So who are you looking forward to seeing? And you said you got him, bam, 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 bam. Who's the guy that you like, hey, this Man. week? It's 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 the whole we got we got a lot of on our schedule like I'm just looking for it every week we got week one we got the Saints we go to uh to the to the Rams we got Seattle we got uh, Cleveland so we got so so right now we Michael. we Michael Thomas Ooh. we Cooper Cup we mm -hmm. DK Metcalf mm -hmm. right. Mike Mike right. Evans twice yeah Mike mm -hmm. twice right. big plate so big plate for sure so so I'm I'm gonna I'm hit him with this I got one for each of you. Cause I know we gotta wrap up you guys. Yeah, they got work, I'm sorry. I, I get carried away. So I'm gonna hit you with this, AJ. Um, Willie, downtown Willie Brown, Champ Bailey, Charles Woodson, Ty Law, Darrell Revis. You know what they all got in common? Jacket. Minus one, Darrell Minus hasn't one got a jacket. But aside from that, do you know what else they got in common? What they got in common? They wear number 24. Mm. They got a lot on their plate. That boy Freddie T be searching. <laughs> <laughs> you ready for that? Yeah, 24, yeah, yes sir. You All ready right. for that? Yeah. And then on the flip side for you, we talked about Tony Gonzalez, Rob Gronkowski. Um, Gates, we, gotta throw Antonio. Antonio mm, Gates. Yeah. Now you got Travis Kelsey. Mm. You know, these Kittle. guys. Are, Kittle. Kittle. Darren Waller. Waller. Darren Waller. Ooh. You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. What saying those names, what does it mean to you? Competition. Like, I mean year two, then year eight, or year nine, you year ten. Like, I feel like just seeing them at this young age is uh, I need to go beat that. So the bar is high. The bar is high. There's some great tight ends in the league right now. Man. Do, do either, both of y'all, do y'all watch the current guys or do y'all go back and watch the old guys? Like will you watch Antonio Gates? Will you watch Champ and Dion? Or do y'all just watch the current guys? I say a mixture. Yeah, the game wasn't the same. For sure, it's yeah. a mixture. Yeah. Well, man, listen, I love it, man. I think, like for us as, as old heads, you know how it's always it's always cool to feel valued, right? Because like eventually, like you get to a point and you realize you can't do what you once did. But we get two dudes like you to sit down with us, just chop it up. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not coming on here with an agenda. Uh, and if we had any, if we had any plan, the plan is to show you to the world the way we see you, man. So we appreciate your time, bro. Like we know what it's like right now. Uh, hell, I'm damn near part of the family with the way I fool with Dave, man. But we appreciate y'all. Ball out, man. Oh, and, yeah. and, and remember this too, dog. Like I think the thing that you gotta remember is it doesn't just roll over. You know what I'm saying? Because you were great as a rookie, because you were great in your second year, that doesn't mean the next year is going to be exactly the same or that adversity won't be different. You know what I'm saying? Like, prepare yourself to face that and be better than that. 
You know what I'm saying? That's how you get 13. That's how you get the gold jackets you want. That's how you get the money you want, is the fact that whatever is there, whatever is put in front of you, you've prepared yourself, even if indirectly, to be better than that. You know what I'm saying? And I think both of y'all have the potential to be one of the best to not only do it at your position, but to ever do it, period. Man, take advantage of that. You don't get it back. Yeah, we appreciate y'all, boy. You said it, baby. That's a word. Progression. Appreciate y'all, boy. Not perfection. Boy, I, I'm going to steal that. Oh, we're going to take that. That's going to be a Freddie T-ism. That's going to be a Freddie T-ism right now. That might be a lot better case. Yes, sir. Hey, I had to pull out the red and black for y'all, boy. I'm trying to represent. I'll take the charge. I'm going to get right this way and take the charge. Man, he going to toast you up so quick. That shit is dead off the jump. From year one to year two, I did this. The year three is going to be the next step. Right. It's like right. you, every year you just right. But then you got also awareness you got, that do like right. that. Like right. Madden that awareness. Exactly. You got to understand too. People going to game plan you different. People going to game plan you different. Yes, you see what I'm saying? It's going to be like, okay, we got AJ. Now we got a motion. Get him in off coverage. We got to. Put them in combo coverages. You know, the same thing for you. Okay, Kyle split out. Here's the route combinations. Here's what we get. This is how we're going to play it. And I think. Oh, you imagine this NFL. What are you talking about? The new league? I can break that. Man. Have you seen his little hands? You got to catch that. He had great hands. He had great hands. He got a one handed teeth tape. He's very. A highlight reel just on one handed catches. I don't care nothing about that. Uh, you know, we talked then. I'm a gator, so I'm always like. I don't care. I got to see him. Shine. I don't care nothing about that film. I don't care nothing about the rules. I'm gonna show you some highlights. Chad, I'm gonna show you some mismatch. Down the scene. Oh, he mismatched for sure. I'm Down the scene. Hold up. Limitless. Take a semi-cap pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a semi-cap pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. I'm